Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey everybody and welcome to Dr. Zoe Today. Tonight we have a treat for you. You might know him as Ashley Larry from The Chappelle Show. You might know him from MTV's Guy Code or Guy Court. Or you just might be one of the millions of people he's entertained worldwide with his comedic genius. Either way, I have him with me here tonight. And we're going to be talking about his new movement, Save a Bitch. Yes, that's right. I said Save a Bitch. Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, Donnell Rawlings. Thanks for having me. I really feel I really feel like a special person. You said we have a special treat. It sounds like I'm like a sexual candy bar or something like that. We got we got a Snickers bar, we got an almond joy, and we got a Donnell Rollins. Our special treat comes with chocolate and nougats and everything. Yes, yes. Tonight's show is with someone who I've recently coined Comedy's Exhibitionist. You may know him from MTV's Guy Code, MTV's The Substitute, or his various guest appearances on a multitude of popular television shows. You can also check him out on the upcoming True TV's Hairjacked. All I know is this big funny guy is naked a lot. Welcome to the show, John Gabers. Well, thank you for having me, <laughs> So are you baked, babe? Like, did you get baked out before the interview? <laughs> no, I know it's a stereotype of my online persona that I'm high all the time, but I am not currently baked because oh. I take interviews and press seriously. Oh, oh, really? So serious. Tell my listeners how they can connect with you before we get started uh, so they can check out your upcoming events and stuff like that. Uh, so 38 Double D is a nice way to connect with me. <laughs> yeah, um, how'd you know? How'd you know? Uh, For real? I, I'm, I'm psychic. Okay. It's my telephonic <laughs> telepathy. And a rum and coke with a gin martini is another way you can connect with me. If either of those two don't work, then you can connect with me at, uh, at Donnell Rollins. And I'm arrogant now. I like to say... Just Google me, bitch. You'll find me. Yeah. Also, Instagram and Twitter, at Donnell Rawlings. You got both of those going on, too, and they can check out what you're doing. Saveabitch.com, DonnellRawlings.com. All right. I'd so like we're to gonna... say, for, um, just the correct spelling, for all the white people that are fans, and I do have a lot of white fans, <laughs> it's Donnell, D-O-N-N-E-L-L, not Darnell, because a lot of people like to see Donnell and say, hey, Darnell, how you doing? Double N, double L, Donnell, and Rawlings. Raw and L-I-N-G-S. So we got it. You You said raw like you about to be a rap artist. You like raw. Our tag tag on the show is real raw relevant. So you fit right in. All right, so tell my listeners where they can keep up with everything that you're doing on, like, social media and stuff. Okay, Dr. Zoe's listeners. You can pretty much keep up with me on my Twitter, at John Gabers, or Instagram, at Gabers Picks. Or on the, if you're old-fashioned, just the World Wide Web, Gabris.com. That's also my Tumblr. I want to talk yeah. to you about Ashy Larry. How did that character originate? Who came up with the idea? Well, when I was working with Dave Chappelle, like, when I when I was on Chappelle's show, I knew that uh, 
I didn't have a lot of screen time, so whatever I did, I tried to maximize it, like with things physically that make me look like I was funny. So when I saw the script, I saw that this guy was wearing boxer underwear and just dress shoes and a pair of socks, and I was like, I really, really want to take it out the gate. So I was like, when I when I when I come out this when I come come to set, I want to be so ashy that you could write how much money that people owe me on the side of my leg. So originally he was Larry. I added the Ashy and the iconic character Ashy Larry was born on the Chappelle show. So how did this all come about? How did you get your start in comedy and acting? Um, well, I wanted to be an FBI agent and uh so I went away <laughs> to college as a biology major and I figured I'd work in like forensics or profiling okay. or something. Yeah. And then after about like five days of work I was like five days of school, I was like, Fuck this. I can do like major in making TV and then I thought I was going to be a director for a while and then uh, people started fi- like I always thought I was funny I was always a class clown but I never thought you could like translate that into something and it turns right. out you can right so like what were you like as a little kid did you like run around naked to get a rise out of people no I was a little <laughs> shyer than that I was always uh, I was never I was always funny and uh, I was Early developed intelligence wise, like I was super. Smart. Early developed intelligence wise, okay. So you're yeah, super not... smart. You're a super smart little kid. Right. I, I actually, I truly believe I was as smart as I am now when I was like ten. Wow. So everyone thought I was like the next coming of a genius, and I had like all this product. Like I thought I was going to be this genius. Then it turns out that uh, I just never got any smarter. I just happened to be smart first. Oh, gotcha. So I, gotcha. I never backed. I never backed it up with anything, but. When it first went down, everyone was like, "This kid's got potential." And then it turned out, it's like, "Oh, he reached his potential at ten. So you were, so you were like a good kid. You weren't a hellraiser. I was a hellraiser in that I was a wise ass and like a partier, but I wasn't like, uh, I wasn't a. I was. My parents were super strict, so I wasn't like a punk. Well, I know in one of your, the episodes on Guy Code, you said you like watched porn while your mom was asleep in a room or some shit. Oh man, you really have done your. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so is that true? Well, my parents had the Spice Channel in their room. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, your your mom and pops would be asleep and you'd go in there and just kind of sneak? Uh, yeah, or, uh, or when they weren't home, I was definitely up there. But then when my mom would be asleep, I'd go up there and just watch a little porno. Good times. All right, so I know you've been traveling, and you're always going to clubs, you're always hanging out with other celebrities and stuff. Now, be honest with me, because this is Dr. Zoe. This is us talking. So, did the ashy guy, did it fuck with your game with the ladies? Like, if you're with, like, Kevin Hart and Snoop, and there's, like, some dime pieces, and it's just like, oh, there's that ashy guy, did it ever fuck with your game? It never fucked with it, because you got to realize, a lot of women like guys that they could help. If you're a dude that's moisturally challenged, see, it worked totally opposite of what you... the guy who started Save a Bitch. Okay, yeah, go say, ahead. No, who started Save a Bitch is going to finish Save a Bitch. You got Snoop Dogg standing there, and you got Kevin Hart standing there. Both of them look like they don't need anything. Then you got Ashley Larry standing beside him. What are the women going to say? Damn, he looked like he could use a rub down. He looks like he could get some lotion. So it worked in my favor. And what chick don't want to lotion a man up? You tell That's me one true. chick That's don't want to lotion that man so up. Have, so you gotten a lot of, have you gotten a lot of cocoa butter as gifts over the years? Yo, I was on lotion so hard. When I travel in my rider, I say that I want 20 ounces of lotion on ice before I ever hit any stage. So, yes, I have got a lot of um, 
a lot of things. I won't say action. A lot of things are my favorite because my skin is more really challenged. So yeah. now you're going from ashy to classy. Is that correct? Yeah, ashy is. I'm always gonna have an inner ash. It's good for every guy. Inner ash. Have an inner ash. <laughs> That's the characteristic that women love. They look. They look like an ashy guy. Looks like a guy that's going to be something in life one day. Mm. He's going to work towards something. One These day. guys that are, that are shiny and glistening and moisturized, don't trust those dudes. A dude that don't need no lotion anywhere in his body don't need a woman for anything. He's got everything <laughs> under control. So, like, a few minutes ago, you're playing fucking coy with me and saying, like, oh, no, I'm pretty reserved and I'm pretty good guy. And, like, you ate a snake carcass in college. Is that right? Oh yeah, no, it wasn't a yeah, it was a dead snake. I I, I played rugby. In well, carcass is pretty much dead, babe. So like yeah, but what? So how did that happen? And how did it taste? Oh uh, well, someone told me. Someone I overheard someone say, "Gabrus will do it," and I didn't know what they were referring to. And I was like, "Hell yeah, I will." What is it? And they're like, "We found a dead snake. Someone should eat it." And I was like, "I'm not eating that shit." Then someone's like, how about for 10 bucks? And I said, it's on. And I <laughs> ate it, and it was truly awful. It uh, tasted like a bleach-filled gusher. If you've ever had that candy gushers, it was like biting into that, and it squirted hot poison down my throat. Ew. Ew. Like, were you okay after that, or? No, I vomited a bunch and uh, uh, called my then-girlfriend to say, I ate a dead snake, aren't you proud? And it was more like, then she called her friend's mom, who's a doctor, to make sure I was going to live. <laughs> but that girlfriend was na- was is my now wife, so I didn't fuck up too bad. Okay, so, true intentions with this Save a Bitch movement. What's up? The true intention of Save a Bitch movement, I know, for me being a guy that's been out in the streets and been out in, in, in entertainment while, I know that there are women out there they go through the same trials and tribulation as men in their in their youthful ages, where they might like to be experimental and be a little bit more perspicuous, more uh, promiscuous than they really want to be. Promiscuous and, and promiscuous, yeah, both. Yeah. African American. I'm getting together. I'm working on addiction. But <laughs> I think with some women, you have a place you get. You come to a turning point in your life where you're tempted between temptation and salvation, and depending on who and what comes in your life. You can make a decision where you're going to be a chick that just has, like, slutty vibes or just doing things that are not acceptable when they get older. And I think that um, I think that some of the images that we have on TV, some, some of the way that we promote women with all these twerk dances, with all this overly sexual content, I think it may give some young women the wrong idea of what, what should be accepted by women. And as, as, as graphic... And as provocative as the word bitch is, I think that there's a need for, you know, some guys and some people to say, you know what, some of these bitches need to be saved. And some of them need to be saved in the financial arena. Some of them need to be saved health-wise. And some of them need to be saved with culture. And my program, SaveAbitch.com, we're taking a, we're taking non-traditional way of doing things with traditional way of doing things and trying to save these bitches one at a time. Alright, so dude, you're totally naked, like, a lot. Like, you got naked pics out there, naked vlogs, you pulled your junk out on MTV's guide code. I mean, you mentioned you're a big dude and you're built for consumption, and you're totally comfortable in your own skin, which is awesome, because, like, here on Dr. Zoe Today and everything that I do, we're always, like, telling people just be your authentic self. 
So I think it's awesome that you're just like this dude and you're just like, yeah, so what? Fuck you, I'm naked. That's awesome. But what's up with the nakedness? Well, first of all, (laughs) if you look like me, it's funny when I'm naked. It's just always going to be funny. Yeah. Like, it'll always just get a laugh. Did you just, I, like, strip down at a party one time and you got a great laugh, so then you were just like, fuck it, I'm going to be naked all the time? I mean, yeah. I mean, the in a nutshell, you're 100%, nutshell pun intended, you're 100% right. <laughs> I, in college, me and my buddies used to do a mangina parade where you, like, tuck your dick between your legs. Like, <laughs> uh, like, you should man. totally do a stand-up comedy special. Right? Because you're going to have your own, like, one-hour comedy special that, you know, everyone's going to buy and the DVD is going to be out there. You should do it, and you should totally just do it fucking naked, the whole thing. Like, do it naked. Just stand there and be naked. Or if you're totally, if you're not comfortable being naked that long, just have, like, a sock over your junk or something. I think that'd be Oh, that hilarious. I'm totally comfortable with. For a guy who's comfortable being naked, I really don't have much in the package area. Um, <laughs> well, well, wait, wait, wait. There's a picture out there where you were like photoshopped, correct? Right. Someone photoshopped a dick on a pixelated. Like I did a comedy video where yeah. we're out in the woods with dance belts on, and it's pixelated to so look as if we're naked. And then somebody, I'm assuming one of my bear chaser fans, decided to photoshop a dick on it, and God did they endow me, and I am not complaining. Okay, Bear Hunter fans, what's up with that? So that's a big part of your fan base. Are these, like, explain that, what that is to my listeners. Uh, so a bear is traditionally like an oversized gay guy or, or a big, hairy, bearded, broad-shouldered, <laughs> barrel-chested. But you're overweight. not hairy. You just have a beard, but you're not fucking hairy at all. Yeah, right. Are you? No, I have no body hair. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I remember you mentioning that. It's on my face, my pubes, and, like, my butthole. That's about it. Thank Um, you for sharing. That's awesome. Just for the record, face, pubes, and butthole, hair, hairless everywhere else. So no chest hair, no back hair. But these are, like, mostly, like, bear is, like, a a hairy big guy, right? Right. But I think I, like, you know, I become some sort of... uh, Unicorn by the fact that I'm hairy <laughs> from the chest up and like from the neck up and like thick and broad shouldered, but I have no body hair. It makes me like some kind of special hybrid mm. version. Oh, a special hybrid version of a bear. Men can tell a desperate woman. If you're going out to a club and you look like, I'm going to get somebody for some money, I want to get this guy, we can smell that. So not to say from that we want to engage. a mile away. I always from say a, that. You can smell what, desperation from a mile away, you can, yes. You can smell it from a mile away. Not to say that we won't be engaged, but we won't want to engage with you in the way you want to. Right. So first off, I said you can't look for a man to try to give you happiness. You have to find happiness yourself. in yourself, so you have to find Very yourself good. worth. You have to find things that motivate you, because that's the energy that we connect with. If we see a woman that's independent, a woman that's doing her own thing and has her own mm-hmm. mindset, we want to be a part of that. We don't want to be a part of just like, this bitch need us for everything. So going back to it, the young lady in that video, she was out there, and I knew somewhere deep down inside she 
she had a good heart. She had a good heart. She had an opportunity to be loved, but until she found peace with herself, she wasn't going to find it. I helped with that, and I also told her another art that she wants to learn. This is definitely a tough art, especially for the African community, African American community. She had to learn the art of shutting the fuck up at the right time, because some women know when to shut the fuck up. But it's not that we want you to shut the fuck up all the time. It's at the right Certain time. time. There's there's an art to it. You can talk. But please know the art of shutting the fuck up at the right time. <laughs> uh, understand, yes. and, and understand this art. There's a lot of women out there that they, they have all these demands. I want a man to treat me like this. I want a man to treat me like that. He needs to do this. But they don't ever ask themselves what do they want to do for the man, their man right. for them to want to do certain things. Of course, you want that queen treatment. But until you learn how to treat a man like a king, nobody's ever going to treat you like a queen. All right, so tell me something that people don't know, like about guy code. Like, for instance, you know, what happens behind the scenes? Well, it's, you know, um, it's a really, it's a fun show to do. And it's like tongue-in-cheek, especially especially for someone like me who's in their 30s and married and never really was a player. I've always been sort of a monologist. Uh, monologist. Someone who gives my Monologist. <laughs> I monologist, sort of- psychologist. <laughs> Technically, I am a monologist. I'm a monologist, psychologist. Okay, so somebody who's basically, you've been monogamous. Yeah, I've been with my, my now wife for almost 12 years. That's so. crazy. And you're how old? I'm 32. I, uh, 32. I, so since you guys were, is she the same age as you? So since you guys were like 20. Yeah, the day after my 21st birthday, we started hooking up. We started hooking up our dating well, we were hooking back. up because you don't oh, date when okay. you're in college. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, but how did you guys, like, give my listeners some tips, because that's what this show is about, real, raw, relevant information about love, sex, and relationships. And we have fun, and we're controversial, but we really want it to have a positive spin and encourage people to, like, keep their love life, like, you know, stay monogamous, or keep their marriages spicy, or their partnerships Tell my listeners some of your secrets to keeping this relationship good. 12 years is a long time. Yeah, 12 years is a long time. And especially from like 20 to 32. Yeah. Those are like very Especially this day and age, Don. You guys have a lot to be proud of. So, yeah. like, tips, dude. Tips. Well, this is a tip. I don't know. It worked for me. I, I can't promise to work for everyone else. Find the perfect woman. Like, I know that sounds like a cop-out. <laughs> but, uh... It was, like, sort of a no-brainer for me, you know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. she's way out of my league, super cool, and, um, like, understanding, you know? Yeah. not a, And I guess that goes both ways for dudes, to try to be really attractive, but really cool and really understanding. Yeah. Um, you can get a lot of mileage out of just trying to see things from someone else's point of view. And, so, like, uh, communication, meeting halfway, or just kind of giving each other space? Like, what would you say? I would say, like, uh, a sort of a combination of the three things you just said. One thing that yeah. uh, my wife and I are really good with is just sort of understanding the pitfalls of, like, of being grown-ups. Yeah. You know, like, she's never been the person that's like, what do you mean you're going out with your friends? Or, wait, we haven't hung out in three days. Or, how come I never, you know, we do miss each other and stuff like that. But we're both totally understanding of, like, we're going to be together for a while. If this is the, If you happen to work late two nights in a row... And then have friend stuff you want to do two nights in a row. We got it the rest of our lives, babe. You right. Know? That's cool. And, and it sounds so minor, but it really does go so far just to understand, like, minor shit like that. 
Yeah. And that's, it just and she has from, her own career, too. I mean, it's not like your wife is, like, just like, oh, I'm home and I'm supporting my hubby. She's got her own shit to do, too. Like, she's got her own career and her, her own, own hobbies. Thing. Her own yeah, thing. exactly. That's awesome. That's really cool. Tell me. I would say for, for dudes and women alike, but for coming at it from a dude's point of view, Definitely be wary of a woman or a man if we flip the genders, or if you're gay and, you know, same gender. Be wary of a partner who doesn't have friends or hobbies outside of you. Yeah. Like, if you're their link to a social life or a <laughs> activity. And it, 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 That's so true. That's but so a lot true. Of, a lot of guys or girls or people, you know, partners and couples will give up everything that they have about themselves and their identity becomes Zoe's boyfriend or Zoe's yeah, husband. Not Zoe. Not my, don't use me as an example. But clients of mine, yes. So, and I see it happen to people over and over and over again. I'm sure it's happened with some of your own friends where they yeah. get involved with someone and it's just like, okay, that's it. This is my 24-7 and that's all. It's just all about this relationship and we're going to be together and block everybody out. And then, you know what sucks for people like that is then they want to like have some space like down the road so they go through like the beginning phase where like the sex is hot and the endorphins are flying and everything is just like oh my god we're so in love and the sex is great and then like six months in they're like oh I really want to do something with my friends oh wait a second I haven't talked to them in six months you know what I mean it's like and they cut everybody off from their life and then they oh, can't I 100% know what you mean people it happens all the time and then, and then there's like uh, bitterness and resentment in the relationship where you're like, yeah. where were you? Uh, how come I can't go with you? It's like, well, I want my own life. And that's another thing that my wife and I, I think another part of our success is, is that we're both super strong personalities, which, yeah. it, which is a double-edged sword. It leads to some issues. Yeah, you're going to bump heads every once in a while. Yeah. Yes. But it's also, it also means that we are upfront with each other. And I know, like, the other thing is too, I know, like, and this is a minor thing, but I can go to a party. That's where my wife knows no one, or I can go to a party with her where I know no one, and she can leave me alone for two hours, or I can leave her alone for two hours. We won't, we'll try not to do that, but if it happens, neither yeah. of us is upset. We can both make it work. Right, or and trust, and trust, like, dude, you can't do 12 years without trust. Oh, yeah, and that's a huge part of it, and yeah. you do have to... Like, trust is not something you earn once, you get a stamp, and you have forever. <laughs> That's right. another thing I'll tell any uh, relationship newbies. Trust is a constant thing that you have to be earning. Donnell, this show is all about love, sex, and relationships, as you know. And you shared with me that you've never been married and you never had any babies. Is right. that true? Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially for a black guy. People are like, how the hell did that happen? But um, <laughs> it was um, it was, it was one of those You got no babies out there hiding. Yo, no baby. No, no, that's people always say that. You got any babies? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. And if you show me a picture of an oily baby, there's no way I was going to claim it. You got to show me a picture of a 13-year-old teenager that doesn't wear lotion, and then that's when I'm going Maury Povich and say I want a damn DNA taste. That don't look nothing like my baby. Look how oily that his skin is. That don't look nothing like my baby. <laughs> All right, so seriously, though, like why haven't you ever gotten married? Just never, just too busy with the that, career think, or what? I think that um, I want a lot of people make the excuse of their career, but I, I, one thing I will say, uh, you know, about being in entertainment, it's challenging mm-hmm. on any type of relationship. I mean, it's a, it's you when, especially being where you're in front of the camera and people see you. I mean, it's hard to be in a relationship where people don't have trust issues, 
a lot of times that's their insecurities they're dealing with more than anything. But I think that, you know, I've been, the thing that have been, that's driven me the most my life, it hasn't been to be happily married after. It has been to try to get a certain amount of success. Right. And with that said, you compromise a lot of stuff in your life, you know. Right. I don't, you know, I'm not saying like, yeah, I don't need a family. I don't need kids. It's definitely something that I would want. But for the most part of my adult life, my center focus has only been, as they say in the street, to get this money. And I've probably looked, lose, lost focus of some of the other jewels in life. But, you know, hopefully, right. you know, with, with the right blessing and everything, that'll, that'll present itself to me. But right now, it's right. not a part of my life. Right, every drug that you've done that you're willing to admit. Um, well, I haven't really done much. I'm, uh, you know, kind of. I do a lot of pot and uh, do a lot of pot. I just sounded like an ant. Um, and I, you know, I've dabbled in some other stuff. And uh, but I've always been like, and I hesitate to use the term legendary, but I've always been sort of a legendary drinker. Since I was 13, I was like out drinking. Damn, are you serious? Years. Yeah, I 13? started drinking. Yeah, I drank half a bottle of Absolute Citron at a bar mitzvah in seventh grade and didn't die. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So do you still drink like that? You're still, like, you're still drinking like crazy. Yeah, I don't drink. Like, I party. Yeah. I don't really drink. Like, I'll have a couple of cocktails every now and then. But I'm not the type of guy that, like, you, you know, my wife likes that. every day my or life, anything. My wife likes to have a glass of wine, which is not really drinking. She likes to have a glass of wine every day. I'm not even... I, I don't have beer every day. Um, right. Um, so you also, just go out and party, and when you do go out and party, you're like, "Fuck you, dude! I'm gonna drink you under the table, basically." I'm I'm indestructible. <laughs> what I like to so who did you think was gonna be cool but was an asshole? Um, I want asshole's a tough word when I when I when okay. I when I when I, when I explain it. But <laughs> no, when I explain this, I was at a club in Miami um, one night and I was having a good time, right? And I don't, I do, I, I, I'm around a lot of celebrities. I don't really get uh, too starstruck unless it's somebody that I grew up watching and I admire. Mm-hmm. But um, I was in a club one night and um, I was having fun. I was with my girl, whatever. We VIP, we popping bottles, we doing whatever you do in Miami. And this tall, dark guy walked past and I was like, oh shit, I looked up. It was Michael Jordan. Right, mm. and I was so look. Listen to you. You, I, all I said was his name. You said mm. <laughs> that is like, so wrong. But I'm gonna be totally honest. Mm. You know, that's a nice, tall dark chocolate look, bar. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Chocolate. You said you. I said by that's, like, mm. that's like the ultimate chocolate bar right there. Okay, but go let ahead. me tell you something. I will say this, and not that you know I'm not attached to my sexuality. But when I did see Joy for a second, I was like, damn. I don't yeah, care who you are. Did you get a witty? Did you get a something? That's just. Now, you now, now you're exaggerating. <laughs> you're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. You know, you know you go a little hard. You know no, you know, I, 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 yeah, but I was, my forehead started sweat a little bit. Oh, That's Michael Jordan. Come on. Okay. But right. I thought, because there's a lot of celebrities out here, a lot of names out here that are really fascinated and enjoyed the Chappelle show. And this got me with some conversation with some, like, big names. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I saw Jordan, he would possibly be a fan of the Chappelle show. So I went up to him, and I did every catchphrase I ever did on Chappelle's show. I said, hit me two times. I'm rich, bitch! Right? And the last thing you want to do is look Michael Jordan in his face and say, I'm rich, bitch. That's Michael Jordan. And I could tell he didn't vocally say it, but his eyes looked like, I'm richer, bitch. And I think he went and plucked one of his cigar ashes on the top of my bald head. Oh, shit. So I won't say that... um. Oh, shit, for real, or is that bullshit? No, that's a true story. He asked on Ashy? He asked on on you for real? He he, he asked 
national you, you were even more ashy that night, weren't you? All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to answer your questions with John Gabris. All right, hit that commercial. Enjoy. Are you a leader in your industry? A high-performance male on the cutting edge of business, sports, or entertainment with no one you can trust to talk to about relationships, financial, or career issues? Dr. Zoe has been a confidant to men just like you for over a decade. Get this secret weapon in your corner and become one of her VIP clients today. Go to catapultent.com. That's K-A-T-A-P-U-L-T-E-N-T.com. Or call 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. That's 1-844-MY-DOCTOR-ZOE. Let's get into these questions. i got questions from my listeners. And if you have any questions about love, sex, and relationships, you can go right on the Dr. Zoe Today app, and there's a tab. It says Ask Dr. Zoe. Boom, hit that, submit your question. It doesn't matter. This is 18 and up, so it doesn't matter how crazy it is. Or you can go to drzoetoday.com, and you can submit your question there about love, sex, and relationships. Donnell, are you ready? I was born and ready, woman. <laughs> okay, all right. So we got a question from Mike. It says, I'm a club promoter, and I hook up with different women every weekend. The problem is I can never get them to leave my crib in the mornings. How can I nicely get them to leave, especially since they never look the way they did in the club? It's honestly kind of scary. I woke up like this. Okay. So, <laughs> so, I woke up like this. <laughs> I know. I want to do a spoof on that, and I want my hair to be all messy and my mascara, you know, like down on my That's face, funny. like I just fucked all night and just sing that. Song. <laughs> all right. So what? So what do you say? What's a nice way to get a bitch to leave in the morning? And I shouldn't say that. Let's how the ladies. How do how do you handle that situation? Back. In I mean, I, I mean, um. I mean, one this. I mean, this is like the old school dude, old school way. You could just have one of your boys call you at a certain time. If you want her up like nine o'clock, you know, he can call you like at eight o'clock and say it's some type of uh, catastrophic emergency down at the club or something like that. That could be a good way. Or you could all depends on how big your space is. You could let you can you know have your mom come up for a week and have her in one room. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, like no chick. If you've been scandalous the night before that quick, nobody wants to have a conversation with your mother with your mother for with your real. mother about what you want for breakfast. Or you could say, I mean, this is the I mean, be straight up, um, this is one and they get the message. After you've had crazy hot sex all night, whatever, and, and you know that point where you look up in the ceiling and everything and she's sit laying there like what's gonna do next, just say to her, uh, what you about to do. And if a woman doesn't know it, that means get the fuck out, then you know, you don't know that person. You probably don't know him anyway. Right, right, right. Tell them to leave, son. Yeah, okay. Okay, if you have a question about love, sex, or relationships, and you'd like to have me and my guest answer it, you can go to the Ask Dr. Zoe tab. It's right on the homepage of the app for all you people that are stoners. You just click on the Ask Dr. Zoe tab, and you can submit your questions there, or you can go to drzoetoday.com. All right, Gabriel, you ready to answer some of these questions? We get some crazy ones sometimes, so let's see what we got. You ready? I can handle it. Okay, let's go. Mike, I'm a senior in high school, and I have a really hot calculus teacher. She's always bending over my desk so I can see her cleavage and picking up stuff off the floor to show me her ass. 
She winks at me in the halls, and she always licks her lips when she talks to me. To be totally honest, I want to fuck the shit out of her. So my question is, is it wrong to have sex with your teacher? I am 18. What do you say? What was this dude's name, Mike? (laughs) Yeah. Mike, welcome to the club of dudes who want to fuck their teachers. The population (laughs) of that club is every single dude that ever went to school. <laughs> the question is, should he fuck her or not? He's 18, so he feel. I think what it is, Mike, is that you feel like because you're 18 years old, it's okay. But it's really not appropriate. But because you're 18, I guess it's not. It's not illegal. She probably would get in trouble. Oh, I bet. I bet it's illegal by like school standards. Right. Why exactly. don't you just say if you're 18 and still in high school, that means ideally you're in your last year. Yeah. Just wait until you graduate and then hit her up. Um, just so you know, uh, women don't always bend over your desk just to show you cleavage. It might be to help you learn. She doesn't bend <laughs> over your ass. She might be just picking stuff up, and you might be sexualized her. It's not her fault for being attractive. Um, she said that she winks at him in the hall and licks her lips when she talks to him, though. Okay, that's a lot, and I wonder how... Yeah, hey, that's fucking awesome. Just beat off until it until graduation, okay? <laughs> Alright, sounds Real- good. Sounds I, I say I agree with you about waiting until he graduates and then head her up and if it's you know, if it's meant to be it'll be. Samuel writes in, he put, I want to break out in the adult entertainment industry, but I feel like no one will take me seriously because not only am I black, but I'm a little person. But I have a full size penis and I'm really good in bed. Doctor Zoe, do you have any connections or advice? I, first of all, I would say don't give up on your dream, little man with a big penis. Don't give up on your dream. And I'm, I don't have any connections for you. That's not my forte. But I will say, you know, I'm sure that that's already out there. I'm sure there's a, there's a little people porn industry somewhere that you could find out about. Donnell, you know anything about this? What you got to say to Samuel? Samuel's a I little will, man. I will say that. I say, you know, like it's a. I don't know who wants to be a porn star. I have a friend that's a porn star, and the way he got discovered, this girl sat on his lap. She was like, "Damn, you should do porno." The same girl sat on my lap was like, "Damn, you should tell jokes." So, you know, <laughs> so you know, what I mean, I don't know if I connect with you in that sense, or whatever. But get some references. I think you know, you know that you could possibly have a porno career when chicks start saying, "Damn, you should put that dick on film." Mm. And if they say that, then you just, you know, send. Not a, 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 a YouTube joint. Get social media involved, son. Go yeah. out here. Let the streets call for you. There you, know? you go. There you go. Marissa writes in. She put, I did a little snooping around my fiance's apartment and found an entire dresser drawer full of weed, bowls, pipes, bongs. I mean, like a lot. <laughs> We've smoked maybe two or three times together in two and a half years. We've been together. I had no idea that it was a regular thing for him and by the looks of it, of how much stock, quote-unquote, he must smoke, like, constantly. If I can't even tell that he's been high our entire relationship, will I really like him when he's not high? (laughs) So she's basically, I think what Marissa is trying to say is that she found a bunch of uh, paraphernalia and weed in her fiancé's drawers, and shame on you, Marissa, for snooping, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. And now she's wondering if he's been high the entire relationship, if she's going to like him when he's not high. Now, here's my question. It's fiancé? Is that what you said? Marissa. Marissa. Oh, I thought you said that. Uh, yeah, was... yeah, yeah. It's her fiancé. Well, if you got to this point without knowing, 
that's a lot. <laughs> like, you know, maybe there are people who are truly functional stoners. You yeah, know? of course. Yeah. It sounds like this dude might be. If he proposed to you and you were into it, <laughs> like, he yeah. got smart. I... <laughs> now, and if, and if Marissa finds it to be a true issue, um, why not, like, my wife will sometimes say to me, and I'm totally understanding, uh, John, don't get stoned tonight. Let's just hang out and talk. You know, I don't like it when you're stoned all the time. And I totally get that. You might not think you're being different, but it matters to some people, you know. So bring that up with him. Uh, and also, if you haven't noticed at this point, he might be just a very good at being high. And uh, if you've only gotten high a couple of times together in the last two and a half years and you're not 100% against it, I, the, a couple that smokes together stays together. Trust me. <laughs> I say just let him stay high. I mean, if he obviously, you've been with him two and a half years, you know, you love this guy, you're engaged to him, so what if he smokes a little bit more than what you know? I say just, you know, keep going with it. Don't make a huge deal about it. Okay, somebody hey, more. Uh, let, let me just tag on that. As long as he's not purposefully hiding it from you. Right, that's true, too, because he that would be a have- form of dishonesty, right. And for, and for him, too. So he shouldn't have to live life hiding a big part of his life from you, and you shouldn't have to live with someone who's hiding something from you. That's true. As long as it's not act, like maybe you're just not noticing it. Um, if you live together or you're engaged and you don't know how much, maybe he doesn't smoke that much, he just has a lot because it's not something you throw out. It's drugs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anonymous person wrote in and said, I had a threesome with a woman and another man. After a long night of way too many drinks, as I was having sex with the woman, the man came up behind me and was doing some things I normally would have flipped out over, but I was so drunk I went with it. Both They both attend the same college as me, and I felt really weird about the whole experience. Do you think the saying, it's not gay if it's a three-way, is true? No, I don't think it's true. I think drunk or not, you still have some kind of consciousness about what the fuck you're doing. Um, no, wait a minute. It was two girls and a guy. Two no, guys no, no, no. It's a guy that had a threesome with a woman, and the other man came up, and he says he was... The man came up behind me and was doing some things I normally would have flipped out over. And he says, is it is it true, the saying, it's not gay if it's a three-way? What do you think? So basically, uh, I, he let the guy fuck him up the ass when he was messing with this woman, and he says it was because he was drunk, and it's really uncomfortable because they all go to the same college. So. I mean, I think that that I mean, I think when it comes to something like that, you know, different than what a woman says. When a woman says, "Oh my God, I banged for those guys because I was drunk," a lot of times it wasn't because you're drunk. It's because something that you wanted to do deep, 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 deep. And when I say this literally for him, <laughs> it's something that you wanted to do deep, deep, deep inside. So you're only kidding yourself if you say <laughs> it's something that. The minute you say it normally, the minute that you say normally it's something I wouldn't approve of, then you, you've already mentally you've been challenged, and if that's the life you want. Go with it, son. That's your choice. Go with it, son. So it is gay, even if it's a three-way. Okay, Anonymous, you got that? It's stressed right then. I fucked up with the girl that I love. We broke up about a month ago. I'm dating this really hot chick just to make her jealous, and it's working. I think my ex wants me back. The problem is the dumb hot girl that I'm currently dating thinks she's pregnant. Should I dump her anyway? No, dude. You can't, you can't like, back out on that. If you got this girl pregnant, you need to find out, like, what your options are and make the best choices that you both agree on. 
And no, you can't just like back out of your responsibilities. I don't think you just turn your back on the dumb hot girl and say, I'm out. You got to man up, wait, man up to your responsibilities. But I don't think that it's going to keep you from being with your ex if you guys want to get back together. Because you can't like act like you want to be in this relationship with this other girl you were just using. But like, this is a problem, guys. Wrap it up. You guys out there that are listening that are so fucking stupid and you get yourself into situations like this i hear about it every day some guy getting some chick pregnant thank god you're not catching anything else except baby's mamas but i mean really come on just wrap it up do something like be proactive in making sure you're not you know creating <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it drives me crazy but what would you say john what would you say i would say for starters Fuck you, stressed. You should not refer to a woman who's willing to sleep with you as the hot dumb girl, okay? She is... That is a awful thing to call someone, even if she is stupid as fuck and hot as fuck. If you're... If she's gracing you with her vagina, you should treat her with... <laughs> Especially if she's potentially the mother of a fucking child of yours. Yeah, no shit. Well, yeah. And also, don't date someone just to make your mix ex jealous if you really were still hung up on your ex don't move on just yet but i will say if it is working talk to this new as you call her i'll just say hot girl you know keep just the compliments in there i will tell hot girl hey look let's discuss let's get a test show me the test what do you want to do about it do you want to do this do you want to do that let me know and let's make a choice absolutely absolutely i agree with you Give me I'm a rich bitch before we go. Um, you know what? That phrase has been getting me in trouble because every time I go somewhere for dinner, people, when a check comes, they say, I thought you was rich, bitch. <laughs> so my new phrase, according to 2015, is give me the money, support, save a bitch. I'm broke, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, now. We'll have you on again. Thanks. Throw that booty back, 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 thro